Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights this podcast, Unshaken, our blog called Planted, our mom-to-mom ministry aimed at encouraging mothers in the work they do, and also our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. There is so much good content on these socials, you are not going to want to miss it, so go follow them today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox. It helps us out, and it also helps you out because you get notifications of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about an episode. Or maybe you just want to tell me about something that you heard on an episode and how it impacted you. Finally, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's jump right into our episode today. All right, today is episode 138, and it is called The Emotion of Love. I'm sure here it is, February, and we are starting out February with our first feminology episode on a specific emotion. Back in January, we talked a lot about what emotions are and kind of the foundation for emotions, but we're going to start breaking them up into little pieces and take a look at what is good in emotions and what is bad and talking about specific ones. And so today we're going to start with, you guessed it, the emotion of love. Now, William Shakespeare, the famous poet and author, wrote the famous tragedy, Romeo and Juliet. It seems that he would have a lot to say about love because he wrote a lot of like, oh, tragic love stories you know (laughs) he's one of the most famous um writers or i should say poets not poets he's not a poet he is a poet okay we're just gonna go with it he's a poet and he is a playwright there we go he's a playwright and one of his famous quotes is love me or hate me both are in my favor if you love me i'll always be in your heart if you hate me i'll always be in your mind i thought that was pretty really pretty interesting to think about and actually had some truth in it Um, He's also famous for saying, I love you with so much of my heart, there is none left to protest. I feel like you should say doth protest, you know, or something, because it's all that old English. Um, I really think somebody should probably put that on the side of a mug or a t-shirt with their cricket. There's all these women putting things on with their crickets, you know. Um, Not really, actually, though. We often think of love based on what we read or what we watch, the country song. We've memorized the chorus, right? But today we're going to talk about love in a completely different way. And I'm really excited to invite my friend Rochelle Mickle to join me for today's episode. Mm -hmm. Rochelle, I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Are you excited? I am. All right. Okay, good. Okay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and like what you do every day and who you live with? Oh, I I live with my husband, um, Julius. We've been married for 19 years. We have seven sons and 
Wait, they, how many sons? Seven. Seven wow. sons. Wow. That is a busy, so busy can, house. Yes. Can you guess what I do all day? Yeah. yeah. I cook. I was just going to say, I was going to say do dishes, but yes. Well, no, I have seven sons. Okay, they do they a do. lot of the dishes. Okay. You cook for them, right? I cook. I cook yeah. a lot. They eat a lot. The, yeah. So their ages are 12 to 18. So Really important question I have to ask yeah. you. How many gallons of milk would you say you go through in a week? At least eight. Wow. I go, whenever I stop at the store, I get six. Because wow. that's all that Aldi will let me pick, get. <laughs> that's it, right? Yes. That's it. Yes. So you have to go to on a milk trip. Yes, I go on milk trips. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay, so what do you do? It. Besides cook, what else do you do all day? Um, well, Bible studies. Um, I'm very involved with youth group. So a lot of that's relational. Yes, things. yes. Um, I homeschool my two youngest boys. Um, right now we're in the midst of basketball season. So Ooh. a lot of basketball going on right dropping now. off picking up visiting games uh, mostly watching watching games okay and yeah making sure uniforms are clean and oh yes yes that is so yes, true those yeah. kind of things i think basketball uniform cleaning would be much better than football uniform cleaning oh for sure well i don't have to clean their actual uniform i like their warm-up oh sure stuff sure those okay kind of okay yeah i'm not the sweaty gross oh yeah well okay that's enough of that conversation <laughs> yes. we're good we'll move yeah, on boy talk <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to take you guys back a few years in my own, since it's, since it's February, we have to talk love yes. for a little bit. So here's my own personal love story, okay? And, um, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I, I actually think it's fun to talk about how we fell in love with our mm-hmm. husbands. This episode isn't just about husbands, though, just so you know. Mm-hmm. It's actually not really even about husbands. It's about loving like God loves and wants us to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start this way because it's fun. It's fun. And I'm anxious to hear yours. So I was involved in a singles group in my college years through our local church, which I should I will say that local churches are good at a good place to find a husband. If you can, if it works. Okay, these people really became some of my very best Mm. friends. I thought I would always, always stay connected Mm. with them. It's really funny to me how time moves on and you lose track of people. And sadly, I would say in this group of like 30 people I hung out with through college, I would say a very handful, five or six are actually following Mm. God today, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thankful that those people are following. Anyway, um, in this group, there was this one guy and he had an interest in me. I was not very aware of people's interest in me. (laughs) I really did not. Um, But he made it very clear to me, and he asked me out. I had absolutely no interest in him, um, and that's just the truth. So I politely said, no, thank you. You know, like, I'm I'm not interested. Now, Bill, my husband today, was wise, and he thought, okay, fine. If you're not interested, I will move on. Like, he was not going to sit around and wait for me to turn my opinion. He thought, if she's not interested, that's her deal. Uh, So he went out um, and asked my friend out. And I would call that emotion that I felt right then jealousy. It was a weird Mm -hmm. emotion. I, it's kind of funny to look back, but I didn't even, like, I was just jealous that she got asked out by him. I didn't even want to go out with him. I don't know what I was (laughs) thinking, you know? But I think deep down inside, I actually did like my husband. I mean, I do now, but I, I knew he was a good man. You know, he was diligent in his job as a school teacher at the time. I love school teachers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I love teaching. And he was gifted in music, and I liked that. I'm not musical, but I thought that was really cool that he was persevering and had, had kept at practice because I know practice is hard. Um, I liked that he, you know, he pursued me. And um, when I was around him, I actually really enjoyed being around him. So I think... The idea was made me a little uncomfortable that I was going to say yes to this date, but I 
maybe because I had it in my brain that from all those Christian romance novels and the country mm-hmm. music songs that I was listening to, that I had this idea of what my husband, my future husband was going to look like and be like, you know. Now, let me just say right here that I do not read any of those books anymore. I do not recommend them to anyone. The, the, even the Christian romance novels that have like two verses in them, mm-hmm. they are full of junk. Um, but hey, my story could help you probably in some way. I read these books thinking they were truth. And I believed a ton of lies because I read them. So, you know, they but they were teaching me something as mm-hmm. I was reading them. Even though I read them with the idea that it was just fun. And I thought, oh, this is great. And this maybe isn't the book. Maybe girls aren't reading Christian books. Maybe they're watching chick flicks today. Mm-hmm. But it sort of gave me this idea. And I learned this. And I had these ideas. I was going to either marry a businessman from these from these you know books who was like the CEO of a company and I would be going to these high functions and I would we'd have a lot of money and I pictured myself on the side of a soccer field in my cute little hot pink track suit you know <laughs> with my you know sweet little blonde haired boys running around or my other thought was that my husband would be a farmer I actually grew up in a farming community and I thought it would be really cool if he was not afraid to go get his hands dirty I could see myself collecting eggs even though I hate chickens except to eat them mm-hmm. but I I thought I can do this you know or walking through a cornfield looking at my sweet little farmhouse and barn I envisioned my sons bailing hay and my daughters you know helping with these you know in their cute little pioneer women kitchen style you know set up okay we didn't have pioneer women back then but you get the picture mm-hmm. like I had these envisionments in my head anyway Bill didn't fit either one of these things um, at the time, so he wasn't really somebody that I thought would be good until my friend got asked out by him, and I remember sitting on her front porch, and she told me, hey, did you know Bill asked me out? I was really surprised. I was quite jealous. Anyway, fast forward a few weeks. She ended up telling him no. She wasn't interested in him because she really didn't want to go out with him in the way of, like, other than friends. Surprise, surprise. Um, That's what guys want to do is actually go out on a date with you because they want to pursue you, right? Uh, Anyway, I got invited to a wedding. I asked my brother, who was good friends with Bill, if he thought it'd be fun if I invited him to the wedding. So I did. And he was really shocked. I still remember the look on his face. Mm -hmm. His, His jaw dropped like, wow, okay, now you're asking me out. I don't necessarily recommend that either. However, um, it was a good thing. And I'm Mm -hmm. really glad that I did. And we had a lot of fun at the wedding. Um, Actually, I, what do you do? I caught the bouquet and he caught the garter. I don't think people do garters at their weddings anymore. But anyway, I think we were destined to be married (laughs) together. That sounds so so corny. Uh, We dated about six months, got engaged, um, and then got married about nine months later. Um, I think, actually, as I think about it now... I actually got both of those images in different ways in my life. See, my husband is kind of a businessman. We own some uh, a business that we, we run together, which is really fun. He's also a really hardworking man with whatever he has to do and is not afraid to get his hands mm-hmm. dirty. And I think it's interesting, you know, he's led our family in many, many decisions, all kinds and directions, even when I stubbornly refuse mm-hmm. to follow. There were multiple times that I can look back and see how I thought, I I know better than you, you know. (laughs) Um, But God worked on my stubborn heart, and these decisions have been so good for our family in so many ways. Bill is just really good at pointing out my sin also. (laughs) Somehow he (laughs) seems to know it better than anyone else. Um, And he has really helped our kids spur them on in their growth in the Lord. I am not sitting on the side of a soccer field in a pink tracksuit. I'm not doing that. I'm actually watching, you know, blonde-haired boys anymore. I'm watching my high school daughter play soccer. And I'm either ugh, ridiculously sweating because it's 90 mm-hmm. degrees 
or because the games are in August, or I am freezing wrapped up in six blankets with a hot coffee on my hand when it is November. Why is soccer such a long season? I do not know. It's not a romantic thing, Mm-mm. okay? Now, I wouldn't change any of this. I love my husband. Actually, I think I would say I love him more now than I did when I walked down the aisle to marry him. He's way more attractive to me now than he was on our first date. Um, but it is really fun to go back through our story. So, mm-hmm. Rochelle, what about you? What What is your story? <laughs> I get uh, asked this question quite a lot. Um, working with uh, the youth group girls at our church, um, it's probably the question that I get most is, Ooh. how did you meet your husband? And... How old were you when you got married? Mm. I do think these things are very much on high school girls' minds. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So when we tell our story to adults, um, they usually ask us, well, would you let your kids do the same thing? Mm. Um, Now, of course, every situation and every person is different. So there are a lot of situations where I wouldn't recommend it. But I also would never say, don't do what we did. so Julius and I got married just five months after we met each other. Wow, that seems fast. <laughs> it was fast. After you met each other. Yes, we wow. knew each other a grand total of five months. Wow. Our engagement was seven weeks. Um, he was 24, I was 19, and things were definitely fast and furious. Mm. We were, yeah, we just... Get in, get it, get it done. Go right, right. at it. Yep, yep. <laughs> so um, could things have been really bad? Yeah, they could have. <laughs> were they really hard? Yes, they were. Um, but I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think we have a fantastic marriage because it was really hard, um, because we've had to choose to love one another. Um, I've had to forgive him probably a thousand debts, mm-hmm. more or less, um, and he, me too as well. Yeah. So I've had to, by the power of God, choose to love him and not hate him Hmm. and I know that's a strong word but I do use hate correctly I've had to choose to not hate my husband but to love him and I love him all the more because of it Hmm. that's great so our relationship didn't necessarily begin out of a physical attraction um although I did think he was really cute when I met him (laughs) I still do he's really cute um but and it didn't grow out of us obviously knowing each other for a long time (laughs) (laughs) Um, we didn't really even have anything in common we have the same sense of humor that's about it Um, we have different backgrounds different upbringings and I think apart from Christ we probably wouldn't have even liked each other Um, but our love grew out of seeing one another grow in our faith Mm. so I met Julius the night the Lord saved me Um, Yeah, he was the one preaching, in fact. Um, So Julius had organized with a group of friends uh, evangelistic night, and my best friend went to church with him, so she invited me. So he preached the gospel, um, the Lord saved me, and then that group of friends just started doing Bible studies together and hanging out with one another, and then eventually he started calling me on the phone. Yep, mm -hmm. and we talked for hours, which is definitely saying something, because Julius does not talk on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) He hates talking on the phone. (laughs) Um, But we loved one another, and that grew from us seeing one another grow in our faith. Mm. So we were seeing our sin and repenting. We were both in this stage of growth um 
So that's what drew us together. So our love was born out of our love for God. So in that sense, I would definitely be overjoyed if my kids got married in the way that we did. Yeah, I wonder if Julius that day when he decided he was going to be preaching that sermon or or sharing, if he was, you know, like, what if he had this thought, like, I just don't feel like doing this tonight. He didn't. He didn't. He knew that he was supposed to do this. Yeah, it, um, it's interesting because um, I was the only one, me and my sister were the only one to show up. Oh, So wow. he was incredibly discouraged. And um, he said he just knew, like, it was like God was telling him, would you do it for just one? Uh, and yeah. And he did. Yeah. He did it for just one. Yes. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. Okay, this is great. I think you and I could sit and talk for hours. Yes, we could. <laughs> I mean, there are so many stories we could talk about, like the first day you bring your baby home. Mm-hmm. How does that work in love? We could talk about, oh, like what happens after five years of marriage? You know, like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of things that we could talk about. But we better get to the topic yes. of the day. Okay. Um, Rochelle, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on love because I think love might be more than just a Hallmark movie. Yes. Right? Um, how would you even define love? Well, if you do a, um, a simple Google search of what is the meaning of love, um, it will say the definition as an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something, a deep affection um, for someone, to feel a deep romantic sexual attachment to someone, to like or to enjoy someone. Okay, so like or enjoy someone. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, I can see those things. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good definition yeah. of the emotion of love. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't go on from that. Like okay. a g- simple Google search isn't going to go beyond that. Doesn't cut it. Yeah, but so we know from scripture that love is so much more than just emotion. Love is obeying God. Love is thinking more highly of others than we do ourselves. It's forgiving and serving and comforting. Um, It's doing good and not harm, um, even at the expense of our own time and energy. Mm. So we use this word and we mean so many different things. So I love chocolate and I love baking are hugely different than I love my children and I love my husband. So I love chocolate. I'm not commanded to love chocolate or to do good to chocolate, although I do think you should do good to chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is something that gives me pleasure. Mm. I love to bake. I love to eat so I love to bake mm-hmm. um, and I love to bless others with what I bake so I take something that gives me pleasure and I give it and bless other people with it I love it when you bake for me no, I'm yeah <laughs> I should have brought you something <laughs> no but I do remember my kids coming home from being at your house and we they were so excited about this coconut thing mm-hmm. so we made it recently yeah, it was good. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Food. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love my children is in because they're mine. Sure. They're part of me. They're part of my husband together. Um, I, but I love them each in a very specific way. I have a different feeling for each one of my sons. So love, I love them both with my emotions and with how I seek to bless them. They give me pleasure and I enjoy them, but I also do acts of good for them. I love my husband in even more ways. So I love him as my friend. Sure. I love him romantically. I love him physically, romantically. Um, I do good for him. I seek to help him and support him. Um, So we have this one word that we use for all these different meanings. Yeah. Um, That's really good to go through all of those because sometimes if we don't, we forget what we we stop to think about there's multifacets yeah to love yeah 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 
So when um, in preparing for this, I was kind of looking at what the Bible uses um, for the word love. Um, and I found that there's two main words, so agape and phileo. Um, there's other ones, but the two that I focused on were those those two main ones. And if you go on preceptaustin.org. Oh, I love that website. <sighs> we'll put too. that in our show notes. Yes, you because should. Because if you're studying the Bible for any period of time, yeah. well, at all. You should go there. It's really amazing. Yeah. Well, they have these word studies. Yeah. And they basically do all the work for yes, you. Yes, they do. Yes. Um, which is was super helpful. You can totally geek out on these. So to love, the word agape um, means to love unconditionally and sacrificially as God himself loves sinful man um, and also the way that he loves his son. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two parts. Two parts. And then uh, agape is a verb. Which it says this quality of love is not an emotion, but an action initiated by a volitional choice. So volitional meaning like your will. Yeah. Um, agape isn't talking about the emotion of love, but the choice of our wills to do good and not harm, to bless and not curse, to prefer others. It is the act of our will to obey God. So hmm. this is the word that you're going to see in um, 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, that's common. That's yeah. a good verse yes. for the month of February. Absolutely. If you have not taught your kids to memorize yes. 1 Corinthians 13, yes. you should do that. You should do that. If and, you have children. And yeah. there's a song I, I've heard, the song. I, yeah. I'm not singing any no. songs, but I have a song. But even as adult women, no. we should memorize this. Yes. Because it, if you read through that, which I think – You'll probably read through it. Mm-hmm. It is convicting mm-hmm. every time I read. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So it says that love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Mm. So there is nothing in this verse that's emotional. Yep. yep. Or romantic. Right. <laughs> no. Right? Um but if we go on to the word phileo, which is our topic, is the emotional side of love, um, they say on Precept Austin that it means to be a friend to someone, to be mm-hmm. fond of, to have a liking for um, an individual or an object, to show affection. So sometimes um, the word phileo is translated to kiss someone. Okay. So like when you see it, like the, a kiss, um, it's a mark of tenderness yeah. for a person. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, it denotes personal attachment. Um, sentiment and feeling so so phileo is chiefly of the heart whereas agape is chiefly of the head oh that's interesting i liked that yeah that was super helpful for me yeah yet there's still love yeah there's still both love. yes yeah yes still both love um so the bible says that god is love so he defines it because he he is it um and the act of our will to love so the agape that is the highest form of love and that's what we are commanded to do okay okay but that shouldn't downplay the emotion of love. Um, they are supposed to work together. Yeah. And when we are loving as an act of our will, our emotions usually follow and help spur on the act mm. of our wills. So emotion is a great blessing. And in its proper place the and focus, the emotion of love glorifies God because it shows his attributes. Mm. God himself is affectionate yes. and relational. God feels love toward us. He doesn't just desire our good, but he desires intimacy with mm-hmm. us. Um, That's interesting. It sounds like what you're saying. Let me let me think, of, see if this is right. Mm-hmm. Sounds like what you're saying is our obedience to love someone is the first step we take, mm-hmm. right? Like let's say we have someone in our life, maybe they're even hard to love. Mm-hmm. The obedience that God calls us to, to love them, 
then it eventually gets better and easier. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. That's God good blesses to hear. our obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So from your last podcast with Cheryl, which was really good on fem- on oh yeah the, the first one in January yes the first, first one, one in January. January. So she reminded us that our emotions aren't an indicator of truth. Yes, this is true. Yes, that is Ooh. the phrase of the year right there. I agree. <laughs> I I wrote that down. <laughs> so our emotions aren't an indicator of truth. So our emotions don't tell us what is good yep. or right or true. God's word does. So our emotions can be directed by our will, though. So our emotions, especially love, need to be directed by truth yep. and not allowed to just flow unchecked. Um, we can direct these emotions to be in, in submission to God and his word. Okay, so that is really interesting. It makes me think of this quote from um, a book. So a friend of mine listened to the episode you were talking about, and mm-hmm. she put something on Facebook, and I, I was like, oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And she shared um, this quote from Rachel Yankovich. Okay, and it's from a book called Loving the Little Years. I have read the book. I would Mm -hmm. highly recommend it. We'll put it in our show notes. But here's the quote from this that I think really helps understand what you just said. We, she said in the book, uh, we tell our girls that their feelings are like horses, Mm. beautiful, spirited horses, but they are the riders. Mm. We tell them that God gave them this horse when they're born and they will ride it their whole life. God also set us on the path on the top of the mountain together and told us to follow it. When our emotions act up, it's like the horse trying to jump the fence and run down in a yucky place full of spiders to get lost in the dark. A good rider knows what to do when the horse tries to bolt. Mm -hmm. You put on the reins or pull on the reins, sorry. Turn the horse's head and get back on the path. And that is exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. We are the owner of this. God gives it to us, the ability to have these, but we got to obey God in it. And God blesses us. That's awesome. And they're wonderful, beautiful things. Yes, they are. Okay, so one thing I wanted to mention before we continue in this talk on love Mm -hmm. is that um, we did do one episode on this back in March of 2022. So that was actually about a year ago. We talked to Sarah French, and the title is The Most Overused Word. And it was really good to talk about, but the truth is we can never stop talking about this topic because we always seem to fail. So it's good to revisit it and Mm -hmm. to not only get a different perspective, but to kind of, we've talked about some different things already. And I Mm -hmm. I think that's good. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the most overused word with Sarah French and then, well, first continue listening to this one. That one was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Um, What else do you have, Rochelle? Because I am sure that there is so much more on this topic. Oh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So God tells us to love with, love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, which is to love our neighbor as ourselves. So God wants us to love him with all of our being, all of our heart, soul, mind, strength. So that's, they're all distinct, all those parts of us, but but they work together and they shouldn't be separated. So you can't ignore any one of these. So you can't love God with just your mind. Our hearts and our emotions are important in how we love God and how mm. we love other people. So when I was looking up these that word agape and phileo in, um, in those word studies, I noticed that John uses the word love 117 times out of the 284 times that they're used in wow. the new testament wow yeah. just john just john wow just john 
John had a passion he for did. one particular thing. He did. And and they're all like great. Yes. They just are. If, if you guys just think of John verses on yeah. love, yeah, yeah, they're great. Okay, so that's about 40, a little over 40%. Okay. Of that's a lot. Yeah. Um, just by one man. Um, so John was one of the 12 disciples, but he was also one of Jesus's inner circle. So one of the three that he took oh, on yeah. special occasions. We see him resting on Jesus's chest during the Last Supper. Um, John referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Hmm. So it's no wonder that the disciple whom Jesus loved spoke so much about love. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's just a couple examples. Um, John 3.16 um, says that for God so loved the world so that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Hmm. So we see that God is love and he demonstrates his love for us by sending his son to save us from our sins so that we may have eternal life with him. Hmm. And then again in 1 John 3.16, he says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay our li- down our lives for the brothers. So love, real love, always has action. Hmm. It always has action that follows for the good of the one who is loved. So the feeling of love without the action of love is void of depth and truth. Um, so we we can't love like God loves unless we love God himself. That is really powerful to think about. We can't love like God unless we love God mm-hmm. first. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. So the love of others flows from our love for God. Um, so John 14, 21 says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So let's break that down a little bit. Good. Um, so who is it that loves God? Those who have his commandments. So we can impl- that implies that those who don't have his commandments right. or don't read his word cannot love God. Hmm. So the Bible reveals God to us. We can't imagine God in any way we want. Um We can't love God without knowing who he is. Hmm. And then it goes on further. It doesn't stop there. It's not just knowing and reading. It's those who keep what he says. So we have to keep his commandments and obey them. Those are the people who love God. Hmm. So we have to both know who he is and know his commandments and keep them. Um, So you can't know someone without, you can't love someone without knowing them. Yeah, right. And then love is relational. The emotion of love comes from knowledge and interaction with a person. Love grows with further knowledge and interaction. So this verse says that the one who loves Jesus will also be loved by God the Father. And Jesus will love and show himself to those who love him. So knowledge leads to love. And love leads to more knowledge and intimacy, which leads to more love. So we take this, and this is how we learn to love others. We must know people intimately in order to love them. Um, And if we want to grow our love for them, then we have to get to know them even more. So the emotion of love is very personal, Hmm. meaning we only have the emotion for someone that we actually know. So Julia, if you named just a podcast listener, 
I've never met them. You've okay. never even told me about them. You've just told me their name. Okay. And you said, do Judy, you love them? Judy Brown. Judy Brown. I, I don't. I, don't, I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> there is a Judy there Brown. There probably is a Judy yes. Brown out there. <laughs> Judy Brown. I love you with an act of my will to do you good, but I have no emotion for right. you. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, the, it doesn't it's required. Work. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But say you introduced me to Judy Brown. Sure. And I got to know her and yeah. I got to talk to her. You went out for coffee. Yeah. With her. And there was something between us that we had in common. So the conversation goes really yes. well. And yes. I, we enjoy one another. I'm going to walk away from that conversation with some emotion. Yes. For her. Um, and I might even get excited to see her again. Yeah. <clears throat> but say you introduce me and, well, our personalities just clash. Oh, that never happens. <laughs> yeah, right. This happens a lot. Yeah. I think it happens to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Me too, actually. <laughs> um, Happens to all of, all of us. Yes. So I don't necessarily need to like everyone that I meet. Okay. Um, but I do have to love them as an act of my will. Mm-hmm. Um, as, and I have been in a situation many times where God has put someone in my life that I don't naturally like. I don't get a pass. God doesn't say, oh, that's fine. You don't have to love that one. I know your personalities just clash with one another. Right. No, I'm commanded by God to love and to desire their good. Then as I get to know them more and seek to do them good and I pray for them, often what happens is that the emotions start to follow as I obey. Hmm. I will begin to love emotionally those who I don't naturally like and enjoy. But even if that emotion never comes, I still don't get a pass. I don't. I don't, just because I, I don't enjoy them, I don't right. get a pass for that. Right. I don't have to be besties with them, but I do have to love them as an act of my will because God loves them. Yeah, that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. back to our, our conversation at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that fits under the agape love, like it's yeah. the obedience, mm-hmm. the obedience to obey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the world, the world tells us a different story. So the world tells us that love is always good. No matter yes. what. Yes. No matter what way it comes, love wins and is never wrong. And in a sinless world, that would be correct because we would be sinless and all of right. our emotions would be good and holy and godly. But, <coughs> but we are sinners mm. and all of us are, are corrupted by our sin and are our emotions included. So the world thinks love is always good and right because it doesn't acknowledge God and his truth. The world tells us to follow our hearts. Okay, okay, now wait a minute here. I have to tell you my story. I had a daughter, she'll remain nameless in this episode, who would make up songs, and she was probably, I don't know, six or something, and she had a little song that was, she would just come up with songs all the time. She just constantly singing. And her song said this, follow your heart and obey your heart. I have no idea where she got this from. And I know she's listening to this today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She was probably four, five or six. I don't know where she got it from. And I remember my older kids saying, Mom, that doesn't seem right. You know? <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, I actually have to stop this. Yes. But it's interesting. She picked it up someplace. Mm-hmm. and Or perhaps it just came out of her own heart mm-hmm. to think, oh, I'm going to follow my own heart. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do, right? And that is what the world mm-hmm. says. I remember then, I remember one of the things we did to counteract that is work on a song that was different and the song was from this little tv movie vhs video we had called duncan the donut 
and he was he would sing Christian songs to kids, and one of them was O B E Y, obey your mom and dad. So we would <laughs> sing it so that it would help get that in her brain. Yeah. <laughs> so some people out there will remember Duncan the Donut. He was super I, cute. I don't remember. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry to sidetrack us. But that is it. Is it sounds really good. Yeah. Follow your heart. It sounds very nice. But yeah, it's on a lot of um, notebooks. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very bars. empowering and sounds some, very good. Some woman out there is making it with her cricket. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. But God tells us that our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So we can't follow our hearts no matter how good the emotion feels. Um, the emotion of love is only a blessing and good when we are loving and feeling in the way that God says is good and holy. Mm. Our emotions are to glorify God, but we often are very self-focused and it ends up being what makes us feel good and happy and satisfied. And that becomes our highest focus and motivation. And so when those emotions fade or that person stops fulfilling those emotions, then we tend to leave those relationships, whether that's a romantic relationship or a friendship or even a family relationship. Hmm. That's a really good point. How sometimes we, if we aren't, if we aren't thinking about this under how God calls us to Mm -hmm. love, we will just walk away from those things. And the world would say that is okay. Yeah. Get rid of the toxic people. Yeah, they would tell you to do it. Yeah, yeah, because they would say that's how you're going to find satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But our satisfaction only comes in Christ. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if I only have emotion for somebody simply because like we get pleasure from them, then that really is just selfish. Yeah. Um. So if I loved my husband with only my heart and emotions, then our our marriage would have failed a long time (laughs) ago. (laughs) Yes. Um. So my husband, you know, he still makes me mad. You know, like not as much as he used to, but he does things that I don't like sometimes. He sins. He can be a jerk. He can be grumpy and he can be selfish. And I can do all these things, too. Um, These things, they really don't cause me pleasure and have those ooey gooey feelings toward him. Um, And even when he leads me for my good, and shows me an area of sin Um, or he's leading our family in a direction that I don't particularly like, I really don't feel like I'm in this fairy tale romance. Mm. I'm usually offended. Yes. Yes. I understand Mm -hmm. that. And then I really have to choose by an act of my will, and obviously that's through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, to love, love Julius, to submit to to him, um, to cover up those little annoyances, to forgive him, and to choose to put his wants above mine. Um, but above all, to trust God with all of these decisions, mm. too. Um, and thankfully, by God's great design and kindness, doing this often increases my emotional love for my husband. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that is so mm-hmm. really important, just to think that it is not a light switch that we do. Mm-mm. It is not like, okay, I love or I don't love. It mm-hmm. is a process, more of a process. When we are struggling with love towards someone, it's making a, taking a turn, a step to love them. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you automatically love perfectly. No. Or completely or wonderfully. <laughs> you know, all those L-Y words. Yeah. You just love yeah. how God wants us to yeah. or tries to. Yeah. There's a, a sense where you're doing it because you said you would. Yeah. 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 And with it, that's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, I love my husband more now than I did when we got married. Yeah. Because when I got married, it was very fun. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. All these new experiences. But my love is way deeper now. Oh, yeah. 
you know, it's been through, we've been through and up and down hills and in some despairing times and through financial difficulty Mm -hmm. and through, you know, all kinds of things. And God is faithful. And you're right. It is making the choice that I will love you. Yeah. I will love you. And following that with other, with the actions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, Rochelle, this is really helpful. There's so much we've talked about today. I may have to listen to this episode twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and this may be one we listen to yearly. This is why we're revisiting this topic. Yeah. But how can we grow in our love for God and others? Mm-hmm. Because we need to know how to actually do this. Yes. You know, we've talked a little bit about that. We've gave some examples, but how do we do that? Yep. So our love for others ultimately flows from our love for God. So to grow our in um, love for other people, we need to grow our relationship with God. Um, and I know for me, it is a pretty telltale sign that my love for God is growing cold if my love for other people is too. Oh, so if I'm being a nasty mom or a nasty wife or I'm grumbling, complaining, mm-hmm. or if I'm thin-skinned about things, then that's a sign for me to, to grow in God, that my love is growing more for me and not for other people. Very, very interesting. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I love that 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 last thing you said. That if I'm doing those things, if I'm, con, you know, irritated by what other people mm-hmm. say, or you said grumpy mom, grumpy wife, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'm growing in love for myself. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So we need to grow in our love for God first, um, and we that starts really with just the means of grace. Okay. You know? What do you mean by that? Your Bible reading. You're going to church. Okay. Just being this, under the preaching of the okay, word. Yes. Good. Yes. We have that big title, Means of Grace. But yes. it's just doing the things that God calls us to do yes. in the Bible. Yep. Right? Then they help us to grow. Okay. Those are the things that God has provided for our growth. Okay. So tell um, me about them. Okay. So obviously reading your Bible. I'm that all a fan be, for that. Yes. I am a huge fan of that. Yes. So we get to know God through reading his word. So mm-hmm. knowledge um, an intimate knowledge of him leads to affection mm-hmm. and leads to delight, um, which leads to feelings of love. Yeah. So being a, also just being a part of a Bible study. Um, I know for me, just being with other women and seeing what God is teaching them yes. Yes. just stirs my heart to yeah. love, to love him more. So your normal Bible reading, but also like doing this with other people. I think that was really important during the time period when we all had to take a break from everything because of COVID and because of the pandemic. I did not realize how much, Mm -hmm. I I think that was actually God's grace to all of us. Yes. We all missed it. Mm -hmm. And I know some people left the church, sadly, in general, you know, the church across America, across the world, but it made my heart so sad that I, I mean, I'd sit on Zoom yeah. And, and hang out in Bible study with women because that's the only way we could. Yeah. But you're right. We need that every day. Yeah. We need that in our lives. Yes. We need one another for sure. Um, so the second one would be to pray. Okay. Um, um, and not just your your checklist of here, God, this is what I want you to do, which those are good. Like we should be asking God for things. Um, but to grow in our love for God, we also need to just sit before our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Just for the pleasure of being with him. So asking him to stir your heart to love him more. I would even say set aside time. Like if your heart is growing a little cold, set aside specific time outside of your normal daily praying um, just to spend time with God. So Mm. just as you would have a special date night with your hubby, like do this with God. Set Hmm. aside time just to sit before him and pray. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and that may that may not come like every 
day or no. it may not come every week, but it might yeah. be occasionally yeah. that you say, I'm, I'm choosing to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so think of his character, you know, while you're, while you're praying, think of who he is, think of his holiness, mm. praise him and thank him for what he is and for what he has done. Um, and I often will read through the Psalms, like if my heart is cold, um, I will read through the Psalms and just pray mm. those things, um, crying out to God to yeah. help me to love him more. I have enjoyed this year in regard to that is um, I have a little card pack that I got from someone and it has attributes of God, which are just mm. characteristics of God. Yeah. And I have enjoyed, really enjoyed going through those and having like one a day that I'm using. I just flip it and then there's the next one. And it helps me because I, I go to the same three characteristics yeah god you are sovereign god you are in charge you yeah. know like i have these yeah. these ones but it's really good to go oh yeah you're merciful yeah. or you know god you are you're all wise mm-hmm. you know so this plan that you've put in front of me you know and i think that's mm-hmm. helpful to be to to kind of maybe grab one off the internet you could probably get an attribute list somewhere yeah. um and just kind of be able to have that be a part of your prayer yeah yeah, yeah that's that good. would be great um and then obviously obey him oh yeah that like, was a big, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big, a big one, one. Yes. <laughs> So we can't stop with just knowing him um, and spending time with him. It, it includes obeying him. Yeah. Um, so see what he says to do and, and do it. And when you're convicted of sin, confess, repent, and then walk that out. Mm. And then love is church. God loves when we love one another. Just mm-hmm. like we love when our kids love one another, yes. God loves when we love one another. Um, so both in your action and in your emotions. These are great. Can I add one more? Yeah. I think singing. Oh, singing. Singing, and, and really that might fit under reading your Bible. It might fit in here. Yeah. But that is another means of grace, yeah. singing songs of praise to God. It might yep. fit under your prayer one. That's what I was thinking. No, I think that I would put that in its own okay. thing. Yeah. Because I think there's something that happens when you are cold or you yes. are focused on yourself. When I'm starting to sing songs of praise to God, it is another reminder of who God is. Yeah. And I heard, I had a woman once in Bible study say that she... We were studying actually the Psalms Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how many times the Psalms were written in a way that was meant to be sung. Not always, but, you know, a lot of them were. And how this woman said, you know, I have been really purposing. She said, I'm not musical. I can't really sing, Mm -hmm. but I have been purposing every day to listen to Christian music that is, you know, like that is pointing to God. And she was sharing with us that how impactful that was to her. So, yeah, and then to sing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, to sing it. And she said, nobody's around, nobody can hear no. me, and that's okay. You know, <laughs> so God can hear you and yes. he enjoys yes. it. Yes, <laughs> and it is a way for us to speak the things. Sometimes when I'm going through difficulties, putting on, I have, um, what's the song? He will hold me fast. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite because it yeah. talks about God's faithfulness mm-hmm. throughout that whole song. And when I'm going through difficult times, to be able to just say, yes, I'm reminding myself that he will hold mm-hmm. me fast. Yep. And and that is a way, that is a means of grace in yes. addition. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Good. Thanks. Yeah. I did okay. not even think of that one. That one's okay. probably because well, I don't. You sing, sing a lot. Okay, well, you need two more. Oh, yes, then. I need two more. Okay. Uh, but we will not ask you to on the um, No, I will not. Okay. <laughs> Even if you did. <laughs> okay, but how about growing in our love? That was for God, right? Mm-hmm. How about growing in our love for others? Yes, so um, we love a lot of people. We have a lot of people in our lives. Um, so our relationships can be varied. You have... You can have parents and siblings and extended family, um, husband, children, grandchildren, family, uh, church family, uh, co-workers, neighbors, and friends all at one time. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so to grow in your love for these people is, I think you should start with praying for them. 
So praying increases our love for them. Mm. And then it increases our desire to do them good um, and our emotions toward them. And you know what? All those people you've mentioned Mm -hmm. are people that sometimes I don't like. Right. And so praying for them is huge. It's so big. I have prayed myself through a lot of hurts. Yes. Because I couldn't figure out why I was hurt or I wanted to make sure that they knew I was hurt. (laughs) Yeah. And God has, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Let me tell you what, Mm -hmm. I have had a lot of times where I wanted to stay in my hurt. Yep. But God has graciously helped me walk through that. And prayer is a huge one. Yeah. Praying for those people. Yeah. It's really hard to hold on to bitterness when you're constantly asking God to bless someone. Yeah. It's yes. really Yes, it is. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, make time for them. Um, this doesn't have to necessarily be physical if you can't, like physical in-person time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you should if you if yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, but emotional um, and communication are are great ways to grow in love for people. So having intimate interactions with them, seeing how they're doing, you know, be happy when they have good news. Yes. Um, is huge. Um, are they going through a hard time? Send them a text, you know, reach out to them, encourage them. Um, or a little note in the mail would be great. Um, just fellowship in general requires um, us bearing one another's burdens and you can't bear someone's burdens if you don't know about them right so I think listening and asking questions um, and I, I do think this is a thing that you need to grow in I some people I do know are a little bit more naturally inclined yeah. relationally like yes, this yes I probably am not okay <laughs> so so how do you do it then how do you practically do it I it's an, an intentional, Thing. like okay we've been just like going on here and we haven't said anything of worth yeah you know let's try and yep. s- change this yeah um ask questions oh they've been asking a whole lot about me let's get it back off of me yeah and put it on them and even um, just meeting and spending time with people yes you know like, like that's taking, that's an intentional thing because yeah. you actually have to i don't know drive to drive the coffee to shop or you know yes. go pick them up you know like, yeah so it's takes some yeah. effort i think for me um the initial effort is hard, but once I'm there, it's such a joy. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, I'm usually there for hours with them. <laughs> yeah. You've actually done this as a youth leader with yeah. one of my daughters, which yeah. has been a great impact to her. A humongous blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, she started in your prayer group. And because at our church, we have um, the youth group gets together on Wednesdays and then they have prayer groups. Mm-hmm. And she and other girls were in the prayer group with you. And I'm sure you've reached out to other girls too, mm-hmm. but it was impactful to her. And it's funny, she has moved beyond that. Now mm-hmm. she is a college girl. And um, not too long ago, she came home and I said, well, where were you? You know, just normal, natural mm-hmm. conversation. She said, I was having coffee with Rochelle. <laughs> I said, oh, that's really cool. And I said, well, wow, you've been gone like three hours or something. And she said, I know, we had a lot to talk about. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, it usually going out to coffee for me, I do usually have to schedule yeah. a big chunk of time. Yes. You know, because, yeah, you know, there's always a lot to talk about with yeah. girls. But yeah. I love the ideas that you gave about being intentional in all kinds of ways to yes. love our family yeah. and friends and people around us, because this could be, um, I can think of time of people that I know through, um, you know, through our neighbors when they've gone through crazy mm-hmm. things they're shocked when you take the time to either yeah. text them or stop over with soup because you know they're sick yeah you know and you're just saying i love you yeah and that's an act yes i love it yeah love yeah it. and they see the act, the love of god yeah through those things um 
So obviously forgiving them when they hurt you would be another one. We've mm-hmm. talked about dealing with um, people who've hurt us, but forgiving um, because they will, people will hurt you. Yeah. Especially those who are near and dear yeah. to you. I, I um, remember um, you said it at the beginning, you said um, something related to n- not being thick skinned or being thick, thin, thin, thin skinned. Uh-huh. I can't even speak it right. <laughs> but the idea that when we hold on to those hurts, it's actually about us loving yeah. us. Mm-hmm. That was, that's a pretty powerful statement. Oh, yeah. When we're holding on to hurts, it's because we want to love mm-hmm. ourselves. Yes. Rather than love God. Yeah. So we need to forgive. Yeah. And then we need to ask for forgiveness because we're going to hurt people too. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and even just learning to see those things. Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't, all, we're not yeah. always aware. Yeah. When we've hurt other people. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes, uh, I don't know if this has happened to you, but sometimes I have been hurt by someone and I think, you know, I've I've been hurt. They said something that was just really rough. It could be someone Mm -hmm. in my family. It could be my husband. It could be someone else. And I make a choice. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I'm going to love them anyway. Yeah. I'm just going to forgive and move on. Yeah. You know, I don't have to go to them and say, hey, did you know that when you said (laughs) that my purple shirt looked bad that I was hurt? Yeah. I just drop it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't do it perfectly. I'm not yes. saying that. Trust me. But that's a part of this. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Good. Yep. Okay. So one of the big parts of love is our husbands. So, you know, we have talked a lot about that, but what are some specific things that we can do to grow in love for our husbands? Yeah. Um, I think you need to choose every single day of your married life to love him, both as an act of your will and your, your emotions. So even when you're not feeling those things, mm-hmm. choose to feel them and Mm -hmm. ask God to do that. So those, you know, butterfly tummy feelings that you get when you're just getting married and falling in love and all those Mm -hmm. things, they're going to fade if you don't purpose to have them grow. Um, So spending time with them, you know, don't be just consumed with your work and your to-do list um, and what you want to get done, but be intentional to stop and listen and, and think of him. Um, you aren't always going to love everything that he loves. That's okay. But just listening to him and talking to him um, and getting to know those things as best as you can um, is an act of love. And just don't complain when he's watching football. You know, just right. go get some popcorn and sit yep. on the couch and cuddle. Yep. Like find ways to enjoy things that he mm-hmm. he enjoys. It's just a blessing to them. Um, encourage him. Help him in his work. Um, listen to the things that he likes and doesn't like. And one thing about the work, you know, God designed men to be like, I would use the word conquerors. Like, yeah, he designed them to work. Mm -hmm. He designed them to go out and do things and provide. So that's what they're called to do. And when we show interest in what they're doing, even if they're in a job that is like, I do not want to hear about this anymore. (laughs) You know, it shows interest in what they're doing. I love that. that You said that. And I think that's important that we remember that. Yeah. So we're encouraging them to like, yeah, we're kind of, like they're cheerleaders in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not the cheerleader type, but but you know, <laughs> but you are. You're encouraging t- them to press on. You're giving them yeah. courage to continue to yes, go out there and absolutely. do their work. Yeah. And even if it's a good job, babe. Right. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and interest is good. Yes. Yes. Um. So just um. Also praying for him. You know those. Oh, that's going to come up often here is praying. Um. So when he sins, don't discourage him. Don't make him feel small. Help him and forgive him. Um, Don't grow bitter or demanding. Mm -hmm. Um, But also look for the fruit and the growth that you see in your husband. Instead of um, just seeing his sin and um, 
just cover up those annoyances and take care of those things. Um, take note of the blessing that he is to you and to your family. Um, I know you did this when you were talking about your husband and all the things that he does mm-hmm. for you. Like take note of those things mm-hmm. and thank him and do good for him in these areas. Um, determine that every day that you're going to love him yeah. and be excited to see him when he comes home. Miss him. I know that sounds silly, but purpose to miss him during yeah. the day. Yeah. I know it's, we can forget. Yeah. In, in the midst of our work, we can just forget. Don't forget. So think of him throughout the day. Um, I heard right. one time to encourage, make it like he's the king of the castle. Yeah. And when the king comes home, yeah. everybody is stops, yeah. you know, and they go and stand in their position. And I'm not saying that we need to bow to yeah, our husbands, yeah, yeah. but I think, you know, remembering that this is good, you know, yeah. that this is a good thing that he's going away and coming home and being excited is yeah. huge. Yeah. Hey, yeah. even my dog gets excited yes. when Joyce comes home. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I know, you know, we can take these relation this relationship for granted but don't do that um our marriages are to reflect the relationship between christ and the church so reflect this in your actions and in your emotions Hmm. um also uh, our marriage is a place where god has ordained that our physical sexual needs um are met this is a god-given blessing to both men and women to love one another by both action and emotional love and and also the physical intimate way as well um this is how a married couple becomes one we become one flesh with one another that's why we call it the consummation of marriage it's where it's finalized and complete it's a big deal Mm -hmm. so you know keep these feelings kindled both emotionally and physically um, I don't know, maybe next February you can do a sex talk, but that's all you're going to get from me. <laughs> uh, if, if we do, we'll have to let people know ahead to keep little ears away. But yeah. <laughs> it is an important part of your marriage. It is. And, and we can go into lots of detail, but we're not going to today. No, we're not. But definitely that is an important part. Yeah. Of, it's like a, a whole bunch of things you have to think about. Yeah. You know, it's not just one part of it. Yeah. Because yeah. we reflect something in our marriage. Yeah. And that's a huge part. Yeah. Of that Absolutely. reflection. Okay, what about children? How can we grow in our love for children? Yes. Um, women are Seems made. like it should just be easy. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It really, it should be. Yeah. But it's not. And Yeah. So we, we are made to nurture and to care for children. Um, but I know that I still have to ask God to help me love my mm-hmm. kids. I know that it's an, a natural affection that I have. But it also, I also know it's not enough mm-hmm. um, because I'm selfish. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to love that many of them all at one time, you know. But so God has to supply this for me, you know, to get up with them and nurse them while you're sick or to right. discipline them for the 20th time for the same thing <laughs> yes. in one day. It's hard. Yeah. Um, and so if you're just running on this natural affection, just this emotion, for your kids to get you through the day, then you aren't really loving them. Yeah. And they yeah. won't always treat us fair and nice. No, they don't. Yeah. It takes, I think it takes kids a long time to learn to love. Yeah. <laughs> They're born selfish. Yes. Well, we all are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> um, so God gives us, um, oh goodness. Yeah. God gives us children that we don't necessarily get along with sometimes Mm. um i know we have kids that we naturally get along with at times and then there's times where 
it's an, just like with any other people. Yeah. You know, we naturally like some and naturally it's a little bit harder. Yes. Yes. Um, so God gives us things. And I think that it is a good lesson from God for us to seek him, to help us to love that child. And I think we can be pretty proud of our tenderness and our nurturing abilities. Mm -hmm. So when we have that child that's just really hard to connect with, we have to run to God. Yep. He has to give us love that is good and holy, that is outside of ourselves. I always think that when when I think about my kids who have been more difficult for me Mm -hmm. to love, it is actually a gift from God, to be honest, because otherwise I would think, I am such an amazing mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? yes. The same when you have a kid who's just really struggling to obey, or they, mm-hmm. or I think all of my kids had, had different things. Yeah. If it wasn't for the, you know, for those things, I would think I was. I'd pridefully think oh, I'm yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm it. People should ask me to, you know, yeah. write a book or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so well, what's the matter with them? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So those difficult things are just such a grace yeah. to us, just to cling to to God for help. Um, and his love is so much better when he gives yes. us that love and it's yeah. supernatural from him. Yeah. It's so much better yeah. than what we can give them. Yes, for sure. Okay, so Rochelle, one of the things I'm curious about is what do we do with like the extended family? You know, your aunts, your uncles, your your sister-in-law, mm-hmm. your mother-in-law. This is the issue. I hear women talk often and that it's hard. You know, you go to a family get-together and you know, everyone's talking about something political and it ends up into a fight mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody doesn't get along with someone else. You're like, what do you do with these mm-hmm. kind of relationships? So we live almost three hours away from both of our families, but my husband and I. Um, so our kids, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles are all three wow. hours away from us. So this requires um, figuring things out. Um, and we, we do try and go down to visit once a year, um, for about a week. That's kind of our vacation time. Um, but the rest of the time gets really tricky. Um, they have their busy schedules. I obviously have my busy schedule, but we, we find ways to connect. Okay. Um, and mostly that's going to be through phone, you know, talking on the phone and texting, um, my sister and my sister-in-law both had babies last year, so oh, they actually fun. send me pictures. Oh, that's fun. Which is just a great blessing to me. Yeah. Since I'm away, I don't get to see them, but I get to see them grow up a little yeah. bit. Um, but the beginning, these were hard trying to figure out mm-hmm. times and uh, who wants what time, and especially since we are far away. And we do have different views Um mm-hmm. All of our, you know, right. all of us, we're all, all going to have different opinions. I think it's just loving, um, loving, loving them. Yeah. And and some of those things you said earlier really apply here. The idea yeah. that we need to pray for our, our long, our extended family mm-hmm. and we need to make time for them, which is what you're yeah. talking about. And then forgiving them when they hurt us and asking for forgiveness. Yes. And, you know, I think um, one thing I've heard from women who have done this well in family get togethers is not to give up. Yeah. is to still reach out to them, even though they may have different views and opinions, yeah. but to continue to pursue, because it's very easy to be done. Yeah. You know, and be yeah. like, talk to the hand kind yeah. of a concept. Yes. You know, I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. And so we do have to be, you use the word intentional, mm-hmm. and I think that's a really good word yeah. that we do. Mm-hmm. What about intentionality, though, in other areas and relationships? Um, so, like, my my main relationships are with my husband, my kids, and my church family. So these are the people that I spend the most time with. Okay. So they're easy to be intentional with. Yeah. 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 Um, 
more so the ones who are in my home because that's where I am most yes, of the time. Right. Um, cooking food. <laughs> yes, a lot of cooking food. <laughs> and a lot of that time right now is just with teenagers and youth group. And, and our small group is also with a youth group. Um, and I love it. But that also means that I have to be intentional to talk to other actual adults. Oh, yeah. Because you spend a lot of time <laughs> yes. with the youth group yes. girls, yep. particularly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have to be intentional to talk to ladies because I, I need to confess sin, mm. you know, and I need to ask women to pray for me. But I also need to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Like I need to have women in my life that I'm praying for and helping them through things as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we, I, I, we need adults. Yes. We need other women. We need the church. Um, and I know uh, many of these relationships that if I don't talk to people, um, my love will grow cold for them. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll just be easier just to not talk to them. Right. Um, so praying and talking is just super important to keep these relationships going. Yes. And I think um, I think one of the things that I – an underlying comment that you've made throughout this whole thing is – this is, it's not something we can, we'll go back to the beginning. It's not something we can just, you know, say, oh, well, I'm going to love these three people. Mm-hmm. But because God calls us to love all the people in our lives, mm-hmm. right? So this is why we're going back to the beginning. It's because it's obedience. Yeah. God calls us to love. And mm-hmm. even if our family is difficult, even if our neighbor mows their my lawn too short accidentally along mm-hmm. the edge, which this has not ever happened. I don't know why I brought that idea <laughs> up. But if it did happen and I was mad. Yeah. Like, we have to love. Yes. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. I love these things, though. These were all really, really good practical ways to think about how we need to love our the people around us. Um, I, I think one thing we can do right now is, you know, it's overwhelming to think, okay, I've got to reach out to all my aunts and uncles and my mm. cousins and my, my, you know, grandmas on my dad's side or whatever. <laughs> you know, I've got to reach out to all my neighbors. I think it's really good to just say, let's start with one or two people yeah. or maybe two or three people this mm-hmm. month and put their names down and pray for them and, yeah. and be intentional. And probably right now, every woman listening has one of those women yep. in their lives or a pe- person, it could be a man, who's difficult to love. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the first person we should start working yeah. on. Is talking to them and loving them and, you know, praying for them. Yeah. Let's let's start with something. Yeah, I think if we put too many on our plate, we're not going to do it. So we're not. You're, we're not. Grab a couple. Yeah, and, and start, start there. Yeah, and then when you've worked through those, move and add a few yeah, more. Yeah, move on. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so one of our recent lessons um, in youth group challenged us to love those who we wouldn't normally like, um, and the main point of the lesson was that we tend to only hang out with those that we like because that they're they're like us or yes. we want to be like we don't usually hang out with people that um are we think that are lower than us you know sure that are the yep. weird ones or yep. especially when they're teenagers yep. <laughs> supplies more <laughs> so um i asked my prayer group um to start praying for someone in the youth group that they didn't like and then to start talking to them hmm. so i had a girl in my group, he said, well, I like everyone. I can't think of anyone that I don't like. Oh, that's funny. Huh. And my answer to her was, well, that's because you don't talk to very many people. Huh. Wow. <laughs> so 
so liking and disliking come from interaction with people yes. just yes. the same so in order to not like someone you've had to have a conversation to find that out right um right. so my my challenge to her was start talking to people yeah. <laughs> yep get out and do it yes so in those situations when we don't like someone naturally and then we work on loving them the love is perfected because we're reaching outside of ourselves and we're we're learning to love someone the way that God God loves them. Hmm. Um, and we're denying ourselves in that. So um, so to grow in our relationship for those that maybe we don't have love for them just yet, maybe we don't even like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start with praying for them. Um, I know we we said yes. this already, but praying for their even just praying for the things that they're struggling with, um, starting there because I think when we pray for something that they're struggling with we begin to have compassion yes, for them and empathy yes. yeah and i think compassion is a form of love so you're yep. starting to have that emotion of love toward them um, and just praying that god will bless them mm-hmm. um, and then start doing good for them and expect nothing in return so love them without demanding to be loved back mm. um, and then having mental lists for me at least is super helpful just having things in my head that I can go back to that I do like so um one not listening to lies first so don't listen to the lies that you tell yourself about them argue with yourself and speak truth Mm. um don't listen to gossip um and but take note of the growth that you do see in in them you're going to see something good Mm -hmm. there's always going to be something that you can pick out um that you can look at and 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 praise god for for them um uh, so if and then if this is your husband so say your husband and you're having a hard time loving your husband right now like have this list should be big Mm -hmm. you know because that's the person you're probably going to get mad at the most yes right yes yes yeah so have that last close yeah you're just so close so you're going to get mad at and have these with definitely with your closer knit people um, but having these lists in your head of good things that you do like, or even just good things that you want to see in them. Yeah. For, yeah. not for your good, but for their yeah. good. Yeah, um, that's right. And determine that you won't let days go by without, like, having some warmth yes. toward them. Okay, one of the things, Rochelle, that we didn't really talk a lot about is this concept of, you know, you know you're thinking you're a young lady and you're thinking about your future love we did mm-hmm. talk at the beginning about some of the lies that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. and we're actually going to do a whole episode coming up in the next month all about dating yeah. and um, we actually have um, on it nine fallacies or mm-hmm. nine lies that we tell ourselves about dating and I think that one's going to be really good I've got mm-hmm. three women who are going to be chit-chatting with me on that topic and we've been kind of working on some of our content and I think it is very helpful to think about in regard to that yeah. but but I I know that you work with um, young ladies. So how would you recommend to prepare for the future love? Yeah. Um, so for those who aren't married yet um, and you're looking for a husband, pray and be open and not fearful. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times fear comes into mm-hmm. comes into this. Um, so just where you are right now, honor God. Um, love the people that God has put in your life. Use your singleness to glorify God. Um, so be a blessing to your family and friends in your church. Um, and learn now what it is to be a godly wife. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you're in a, in a time of preparation. Be preparing for yep. that day. Yep. 
That's um, a good good thing. So I'll I know you're going to talk about dating, but I think um, just for today while we wait. Okay, this is like a little yes, a little snippet. Yes. yes, and I think a lot of this is coming from because I do work with the youth. Yeah. Um, I, you you don't have to go on a date because you like the guy. Like you don't have to have oh I like him so I go on a date. Okay. You know. You can go on a date to find out if you do right. like them. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of your friends will think you went on a date with him because you do like him. And obviously this is a major relationship because you went on one date. Right. Especially that, if you're in the church. Yes. You're basically married if you go on yes, one date. Yes, <laughs> one date. That just, it's nonsense. No. Nonsense. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Dating is about getting to know each yeah. other to see if you like yeah. each other. So, obviously, you shouldn't go out with someone that you see a red flags in them. Um, so, if he's rebellious, if he's not following God, um, if, you, if he doesn't seem like he wants to be at church, just don't go out with him. That's... Yeah. But if you know that he, he is a young man um, of good reputation, of godliness, like, give the guy a chance. Mm. Um, and if you're young, know that he's not going to be as mature as your dad. Your dad really has a lot of years on him, so he's not going to be there quite yet. Um, And girls, like, just be honest with the guys if you don't like them. Like, you can, they can take it. Yeah. They can take, I mean, obviously don't say anything cruel, but but they can take, hey, you know, I don't really like. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to move on. Um, and most guys are are asking you because they want to see if something is going to happen. Yeah. They want to see if they like you. They Most guys, they don't know yet either. Yep, that's know? right. They asked you out because they saw a godly reputation in you. And they want to see if this is going to go somewhere. Um, but I think because we have this dreamy image of love at first sight. Mm-hmm. and then, From all the Hallmark movies. Yes. And then these immediate exploding emotions yep. and... Um, I think that's what we're waiting for. We're mm-hmm. not waiting for husbands. We're waiting for the emotions and the exploding and yeah. all those things. Um, well, I think that's really helpful. And I think we have a lot more to say on that yes. when we get to that dating episode. So hold off on dating yeah. until you get to the next one. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> not even put that no, in there. It's, <laughs> it's coming. It is. I, I think that's really helpful, Rochelle, because what it does is it kind of gives us a little tidbit really a little small tidbit of what we're going to be talking about yeah. in the upcoming episode. But it's really good and it just matches. You don't even know what the other episode's no. coming, going to be about. But that's really good. Okay, one thing that I, I, I know that I'm a huge fan of and that is children. Mm-hmm. I love children. I love hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. So I think they get a special they I easily love children. But that doesn't always happen for everybody. No. But in our, in our church that we attend and in many churches, there are children. So what are some thoughts about that, about loving yeah. children? Um, I think learning right now even if you don't have kids learning to love them it's just Mm -hmm. super important um it's just important even just for the kids to have other people outside of your parents love you it's such a benefit and such a blessing to them so love them by talking to them don't ignore the kids around you um don't think of them as just an annoyance to get away from me kid but like take time and talk to them ask Mm -hmm. them questions and, you know, don't be afraid to tell them when they're doing something bad. Um, and, you know, sometimes outside people, outside of the family, they see things that the parents just don't see mm-hmm. for good and for bad. I know people have said things about my kids that I was like, wow, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And it was something really good, yep. you know, that I should have seen. Um, 
So like do these things, um, be interacting with them, especially with your friends, kids. Like that's a yes. great opportunity to reach out to them and maybe take them out and do mm-hmm. fun things with. Just learn to love the kids around you. Um, I know that when we first came to our church, the thing I loved the most was that the older teens, 20-year-old guys, they would just talk to my kids and play mm. with them. And I felt so loved Yeah, because they were loving my kids yep. and my kids loved them. And all of those guys that I can think of, they're all great fathers now because mm-hmm. that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. And so your, your boys are older and now they're at that point where yeah. they can begin hanging out with yep. the younger boys yep. and playing with them and, you know, doing things. That's yep. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about hormones? Because... You know, that's kind of a part of what goes on, and it's hard with mm-hmm. hormones. Uh, they roll mm-hmm. sometimes in a bad place. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, and the hormones are a huge part of our, our emotions, especially with teenagers. Teenage yes. girls really think about boys. Mm-hmm. I know, like, everybody talks about boys thinking about girls all the time. Girls think about boys so much (laughs) (laughs) um and this is i think this is why the bible tells us to not awaken love until it's time until it's ready so if you're preoccupied with um who you're going to marry and getting a boyfriend or getting the attention of a boy or boys um then you aren't preparing for the right time Hmm. so all of this is really just self-focus and focused on the emotion so my advice to especially to teen girls um, is to stop thinking so much about the boy that you're going to get but prepare yourself to be a godly woman like work in that area Mm -hmm. so that when you know that love comes Mm -hmm. you're prepared yep um so you won't be able to love a man if you aren't loving god yeah, that's right. the same theme we've had this whole time. Yeah. We have to love God first. Yes. yes. And, you know, that's where it starts. And yeah. then from that relationship with God, we learn how to love others. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. So we can't just, like, roll, let our, um, our hormones roll. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, lead us. Is the emotion of love ever ungodly? Yes. <laughs> Are you just going to stop there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could. <laughs> we could. Um, so the emotion of love, apart from the agape, that we talked about earlier it's really just selfish and Mm -hmm. self-focused and then it it then can lead to many sins so anything um, that is focused just on our pleasure and our fulfilling of our desires its root is sinful um, and it leads to many sins so even just the love of sin Mm -hmm. is would be wrong our desire to increase in sin would be (laughs) obviously sinful um so it can lead to sexual sins it can lead to greed and worldliness um so the bible talks a lot about sexual sins um that come from ungodly emotions so uh first corinthians 6 9 says or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminate, nor homosexual, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. So in just that verse, there's how many of those were were sexual sins? A lot Um, of them. Yeah. So there's (laughs) going, taking a desire, a pleasure, and putting it in its wrong place Mm -hmm. under something that God has not given to us. Um, Where in the confines of marriage, yeah, it was totally it's great. Wonderful Go for it, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and any time that we 
we love others more than we love God, mm-hmm. then that is sin as well. So Jesus said that if if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he can't be my disciple. So we must love Christ more than all of that. So mm. the love that we feel for others not only pales in comparison, but our very allegiance is with Christ far above all people even. Mm. Um, so that means, um, and we do this all the time without thinking. Okay. Um, so sometimes moms, you, um, you need to call your kids to honor Christ. So sometimes we will defend our children. Yep. Um, we will defend their sin. Um, we will make light of it. We will try and cover up. We'll um, laugh at it. Yep, laugh at it. All these things. We make light of, of their sin. And instead of calling them to obey God, mm-hmm. that is sinful. Because you're putting your love for your children over your love for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so some will even say, well, I, I love my kids too much to discipline them. Mm-hmm. But the Bible mm-hmm. says that's hate. Right. That you're hating your child if you don't discipline them. Yep. Um, and some will protect their kids at all costs from discipline. And then they never learn to repent. They never to learn to turn to Christ for salvation. And you become the Savior. And this just isn't love. This is loving you, yourself, and your children more than than Christ. Yeah, and that's similar to um, avoiding um, our extended family members who Mm -hmm. are different than us because we don't want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Avoiding them and not having conversation with them. I'm not saying that you go at them every week, you know, every time you see them and say, you know, you're going to hell. Yeah. There is certainly a lot of um, conversation that happens, mm-hmm. you know, but you got to spend time with them. Yeah. And if you ignore them and you close them off to everything, yeah. you are not loving them. No. At no. all. No. You are actually being selfish in that. Yeah. Um, so some will cover up their friend's sins because they, they don't want to be a snitch and they just don't want to cause any friction. Um, but if these sins are something that's a danger to them, or to others, or a danger, you know, to the holiness of the church, then you aren't, you're loving yourself more than, more than God, mm. like dealing mm-hmm. with these kind of things. Okay, so some wives actually will allow sin in their homes be- because they don't want to also ruin this holy image that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if they just allowed it to come to the light and allowed it to be dealt with, then that would be true holiness. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have just this picture of right a copy uh, yeah of, of this pretty picture yeah. we would have holiness mm-hmm. um of removing sin um this is just loving our loving even loving man over ourselves and loving mm-hmm. ourselves more than god so you know this is really helpful because really that's the question we need to be asking ourselves in our love of others mm-hmm. is is this a love am I, who am i loving right Right. It's really the question today. Yeah. Am I loving God or am I loving myself? Yeah. Because it sounds like with all of the times that love goes wrong, it's because we're loving ourselves more than loving God. Mm -hmm. So if we want to fight these emotions, this ungodly emotion that comes, Mm -hmm. the side of love that isn't good, you know, the side that says I've got to watch out for myself or I want to protect myself, Mm self-preservation or whatever that goes with that. How do we fight it? Well, we grow in our love for God. So you go back to the beginning when we were talking about that. Like okay. That's where you start. You go back to those means of grace, Bible, praying, being in church, yeah. having fellowship with other people. Okay. Start there. <clears throat> well, um, keep those going. Yeah. yeah. Keep that going. Uh, repent mm. of these sins. When you see it or when they're brought to you, 
um, we often, because we don't want to repent, we tend to back away from fellowship with other people. Um, so confess, confess quickly, go to someone that you trust, talk to them about them, ask them to help you, Mm -hmm. um, to be praying for you, to, um, be, uh, help you through the time of fighting. Um, Mm. and then go on to fighting that sin and put your focus back on glorifying Christ rather than yourself or even other people. Um, and then praise him for the deliverance and the freedom Mm. that he gives you. Um, Jesus didn't die for our sins that we can just continue in these things. He gives us power to fight them. And the temptation is real and the sins are real, but God is bigger than our temptation and our sins. Mm. He's bigger than are not liking someone or having these ungodly emotions. Mm. Um, the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he sets us free and he helps us. Yeah. And you know, one thing in addition to all of what you just said is that this is not a, um, a quick fix. Mm -hmm. It is a process. Yes. And the, the more we work on loving others and loving God first and then loving others, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. Like the more we love God, then the more we love God. Like we yeah. we grow in that and we, we begin to desire. I know this is so true in my own life. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably could tell me the same thing, mm-hmm. Rochelle. The more you read the Bible, the more you want to read the Bible. Right. The more you know God, the more you want to know more about God. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you just desire that. And this one you, you said about fighting sin is really important because if we are pursuing God and we're fighting our sin, God, there's this, um, it's like a, um, you know, like a cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, we're fighting sin. We know we've got struggles. We know we sin. Mm-hmm. And then we, we go to God. And then he's merciful. And then we, we might do it again. And then he's merciful. And I'm not saying we go back to the same sin, but it's, it is a process. Yeah. It is a consistent process. Mm-hmm. At, at least I found that in my yeah, life. No, for sure. It's not something we can just, you know, be like, okay, I'm good. No more <laughs> podcasts on love today. Uh, it's good, though. Yeah. It's good. What about final thoughts? Um, well, I think important thing is that emo- the emotion of love is a blessing mm. um, and it's a blessing that we should enjoy um, we enjoy it most when we're obeying God in how we love um, the emotion of love must first flow together with the act of the will to do good to others um, so without those actions of love the feeling is void and ungodly mm. but when we love others with God's love both in our action and in our feeling, that's when we are really loving. That's mm. true love. Mm. That's good. Thank you so much for sharing all about love. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have some action steps to take now. Yes. Um, I really liked all the things you shared about how love is not just an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's an act, right? It's something we are we are responsible to do. And you've, you've proved my title wrong, the emotion <laughs> of love, I will be honest. Um, it's really helpful to think about. It's so much better than the end of Romeo and Juliet, you know, of Shakespeare's play. Did you ever read that? Did you have to um, read it? Ninth grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did too. In the end, both Romeo and Juliet took an action of sorts, but not the one that they should have. <laughs> Romeo returns to Verona because he believes Juliet is dead. And when he mm-hmm. arrives at her tomb, she appears lifeless. So he killed himself by drinking poison. A few minutes later, Juliet awakens to find Romeo dead. And she plunges the sword into her own chest ending both of their lives in this crazy romantic, is what they say, Mm -hmm. tragedy, right? The truth is that's not real love at all, even though that's what we read and we think and the world tells us that's it. Real love is God because God is love. So we have to look to God to know how to love and how to use this emotion of love for his glory. Mm -hmm. Would you pray for us today? 
Father, I thank you so much um, for showing us who you are. Thank you for love. Thank you that you are love. Thank you that you give us these wonderful emotions. What a blessing um, they are to us. I pray, Lord, that we would walk these out for your glory and that we would be lights in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Rochelle, so much for coming on today. I'm glad that you were here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, We definitely have lots to work on. And we'll be back with the next Feminology episode coming up in March. The first Thursday in March, we'll be talking with a new person on the mm-hmm. podcast. I, I talked Rochelle into it, and now I'm going to have another <laughs> new person. It's really exciting. And we're going to be talking about the topic of jealousy, mm-hmm. which I think will will be really good to kind of hash through that, too. Um, and you know what? Today's a good day to put some feet to our action, you know, and actions to love. So maybe it's towards your husband. Maybe it's smiling at your husband when he comes in the door instead of scowling from across the room or, um, or, you know, taking some time to just listen, actually listen to your kids. That'd be a great way to show them love. Maybe it is loving someone who doesn't live with you, you know, like reaching out to someone in your Bible study that you know was hurting last week. Or maybe it is, um, taking a few minutes to pray for someone that actually is love too. Um, There's just so many things. Just pick one or two. It's a great thing to do and great to start today. Next week on the podcast, we are going to be jumping back into our third part in our four-part series called Purpose. Next, we're going to be talking about how we can grow as women and as Christians. I am so looking forward to this episode. It's always good to be reminded and to know about how we're called to grow. I hope you'll join us. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until